and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This time it's the turn of Indiana Jones and Han Solo. This one sort of came to me um, because they're kind of similar characters in a way, they've, they've got a very similar attitude. Um, if you look at examples of Han shooting first um, mm-hmm. and uh, Indian Temple of Doom, where you've got the guy waving the swords around and he just plugs him in the chest. Yeah. So you get that sort of very same. Absolutely, I know part of that's the way it was written before. Um, yeah, a lot of it's Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford. Yeah, and I, I think having seen the way that he played Han Solo then led into uh, the way uh, when he was written and a lot of the direction around it. But I, I, I just think that there's there's a bit of mileage in terms of because they're both very similar. They they both can be kind of scrappy and quite plucky. Well, yeah, and it's kind of like a well a battle of the Fords, if you will, then because they are both essentially yeah. Harrison Ford being Harrison Ford, or at least being. The screen presence that is Harrison Ford, not the actual crazy mumbling old stoner that yeah. actually is Harrison Ford. Um, but it's interesting what you said about uh, Indiana Jones being written that way for Harrison Ford because I think it was actually written for Tom Selleck, wasn't it? Isn't it? The first one was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but by the time you get to, so, they, yeah, by the time you got to, the, the oh yeah, then they were clearly they knew who Indiana Jones was. Yeah. Clearly writing for him, but it that was clearly something that Ford was bringing to the role as a presence because um, it wouldn't have been there. Or well, at least not all of it would have been there in the original script. I would have thought that performance would have been Ford's. Whereas Han Solo, I think, was more or less always going to be Harrison Ford, wasn't it? Cause there's, yes, there's it was the after, story um, about George Lucas meeting him. Yeah, for um, things with Carpenter, wasn't he? And then yeah. brought him in on American Graffiti. Yes. And then next thing you know, there's Han Solo. So that, that's probably why the characters are so similar. Um, and they are very, very similar, but for the different timescales, I suppose. The real difference. I think between the two of them, which could factor into the fight, is that Han clearly has less morals than Indy, or is less concerned about morals than Indy would be. They're both roguish, but ultimately, at the end of the day, Indiana Jones is a hero through and through. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key difference because if you look at um, Han in um, episode four, he's very he's very much out for himself, and he comes back because he yeah. feels he probably should, but he'll also get a good payday out of it, and he'll get the girl out of it. Mm. Whereas you get the imp- you get the sense that he wouldn't have come back otherwise. He, he doesn't have that sort of moral compass. He's not that doesn't have that conscience that says, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, I should go back." Yeah, I mean, as a character, Han's story arc, and this is probably intentional. I've never really thought about it until now. But his story is actually probably closer to something like Jack Sparrow's in the Pirates of the Caribbean film than it is to mm. somebody like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones is a hero and is written that way and is a classic archetypal hero. Yeah. Whereas Han is a lovable rogue and always will be. Yeah. You know, your hero in Star Wars, or at least in. Okay, for the purposes of this podcast, Star Wars is episodes four, five, and six. All yeah. right. So, um, your hero in Star Wars is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. In, in the archetypal hero sense. So I guess that's where the difference really comes in. But having said that, we know that Indy has not got the the firmest grasp on morals, the things like drawing a gun on somebody and using a sword. Mm. Uh, and he's not afraid to get down and dirty. However, I think I don't think we've ever seen Han in a fist fight. No, I was just going to say that. You kind of get... The, 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 he gets involved in the, the gunfights and the plots and the scheming and you get the impression he's... He's in the thick of everything, but he's not. He's not the one who's going to be getting his hands dirty and getting not yeah. beaten up and. Han, Han's him. skill would be in trying to sort of wriggle around the fight. I think rather than get, because yeah. the second he draws that blaster, it's just going to get whipped out of his hand. Yeah, and he's either going to draw as well, and then it's just going to be a case of a quick draw, or 
if he notices him going for the blaster, that whip comes into play and Indy just gets his hands on the blaster Yeah. straight away. And I think in terms of that, you never want to see it come down to a quick draw because that really does... Well, that's rubbish. That's, that's, yeah. that's kind of done in seconds. And you get the impression if it came to a fist fight, they'd say Han would be kind of trying to run away or just trying to fend him off and... Um, Indy's definitely got it if it comes down to a fist fight. There's no, yeah. no two ways. I mean, they both fight dirty. None of them were particularly... None of them are particularly agile and, and none of them are versed in any styles of combat. But mm. I think just Indy's that much more willing to get into it yeah. in a fist fight. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if it comes to that. But going back to the quick draw, I suppose what could be interesting is if, if they did draw on each other, of course, Han's using a laser pistol. Yeah. Whereas Indy's just using an old-fashioned war revolver. Now, even if they drew simultaneously and shot each other... Surely the laser would melt the bullet if their trajectories if met. If the trajectories met, yeah. Either that was going to knock it off course. I, I don't, would it? I don't know. Or would the bullet just go straight through? Is it light or is it a laser? Well, I'd... I guess it. Well, even if it is light, it's some form of hard light, isn't yeah, it? Because you presume the, it's the same sort of thing as a lightsaber. Yeah, I think the whole point of it is it's more it's more sort of a particle beam than a light. Yeah. Because if it's just a laser, a laser is just a, it's just focused light. Yeah. So it's not going to do anything. It can be cut through. Correct me if I'm wrong, nerds, because I don't actually know what I'm talking about. But I think that when when they when they use lasers as weapons in films, they're actually talking about some sort of particle beam. They went in James Bond where he's using the laser to cut the um to cut the table and he's going to yeah. cut him in half in Goldfinger. That wasn't a laser as such. Okay. I think. I have no fucking idea. Uh, this has always been my understanding. I think that lasers to me go as far as pew pew, and that's <laughs> that's what. That's a laser. So yeah. If it makes that noise, it's a laser. That works for me. If it goes bang, it's a bullet. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, the question is, if, if the laser, if the trajectory did match and the bullet didn't go through, then presumably they're going to they're going to knock each other off course, so they're both going to miss. Because yeah. it has to be hard enough to if it has to be hard enough to penetrate skin or to, to damage people. Then it has to be hard enough. It has, enough to, it has to have not, a physical yeah. a physical presence. So it needs some. If the two meet, they're going to bounce off each other and go anywhere else. Mm. So you wouldn't want to be so chewy standing on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other thing is do we allow the sidekicks in? Because then if we do, Chewie just obliterates. Yeah, Chewie just pulls everybody off. So, yeah, well, yeah, because I mean Han has got Chewie, whereas Indy hasn't really got a sidekick as such. If you really wanted to stretch to it, I guess you'd say short round. Yeah. Or um, Shia LaBeouf. Or Shia LaBeouf, yeah, I guess. So Indy's sidekicks are fucking useless, yeah. and, and even both of those are only in a film each. Yeah. Like. I would say probably despite the fact that Shia LaBeouf is supposed to be his son, Short Round's probably more willing to take a bullet for him, or a laser in this case. Yeah, um, but I, yeah I'd, I'd say to be honest, he wouldn't want the sidekicks in because it, it wouldn't be fair. You'd just have a you know, seven-foot bear tearing, tearing everybody's arms off. Yeah, I mean, Chewie would just obliterate a lot of them. Yeah. So I, I don't think Indy's ever, or we've never seen Indy fight anything on that scale to know how he'd fare. No, I think there were some big Russians on there, but apart from that, big, yeah, big but they were Wookies. Yeah, and he certainly never. He didn't fight aliens in Crystal Skull, did he? No, they, they just, just were. They aliens. just were aliens. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers for an eight-year-old film, yeah. guys. <laughs> and well, we're talking about Star Wars, so spoilers for like a twenty-odd-year-old. <laughs> film. Yeah. Seventy-seven. Jesus Christ. Yeah. As I have said on this podcast before, guys, my Star Wars knowledge is not the best. So. <laughs> Don't shoot me, please. Yeah, if we, we, if we don't know, we will make it up. We will fill. So uh, we may be wrong. Okay, so both guns are kind of negated then, yeah. aren't they? 
Unless we are saying that the laser can melt the bullet. Mm. Do we ever see lasers in Star Wars melt metal? Only the lightsabers, not the actual guns. But we're presuming that it's the same material just focused into a blast. So therefore, it probably can melt metal. In which case, if they both shoot at the same time, then Indy's got to dodge that laser. Yeah. But he's going to be... He's going to be able to do that. You quite often see him roll out of the way of shit. Yeah. So he's quite easily going to be able to dodge that laser, get the whip out. Yeah, that's it. And disarm Solo. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that was always going to come down to you. You, so you wouldn't want to see it as a gunfight anyway, but I think... Indy would definitely negate the laser pistol. Yeah. Definitely. So he can roll out of the way, whip out Han Solo's hand. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um... So now we are down to the fact that Indy's arm, Solo's not. Yeah. How much damage can you really do with a whip, though? I, I mean, it's going to fucking hurt. I don't know. If you, if you get it right, I mean, you can do some serious damage with it. I guess you could kind of tie him up with it as well, couldn't he? Yeah. But, I mean, even if you're just sort of lashing with it, I mean, you break skin with the first one. Yeah, I guess it could be pretty incapacitating, couldn't it? You yeah. Cause pain to the level of... Yeah, Not really being able to. That's certain. If if you can get it to crack, I mean, I think it was in being the last crusade where he's trying to uh, tame the lion mm. in in the train. Um, he whips it and it sort of catches him in the face and it splits his forehead open when yeah, it's yeah. Uh, when it's uh, Red Phoenix. Yeah, so he gets the scar on his chin, isn't it? Yeah, 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 because it's, it's all up his face, yeah. his chin, and then I yeah. think it's something above his eye as well, possibly. Might have made that up. Um, it's definitely his chin. Yeah, it's definitely his chin. Because Harrison Ford's got that scar on his chin, yeah. and that was a really cool little way of explaining yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean. And that's just the tip of it flicking. So, I mean, if you imagine a proper lashing with it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're at that sort of level today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you imagine a proper flogging with it, then it's going to do some damage. Yeah. So, I well, I guess then it's in a similar case to Indy having to roll out of the way of the laser. We're now in a position where Han Solo's just basically got to dodge that whip. Yeah. Or find something to counteract it. Yeah, I mean... Some form of barrier or shield. Yeah, I mean we've we've not established where they are. For this fight, I don't think it matters what environment they're in because they're both. Well, they're they're both out of time anyway, yeah. aren't they? So yeah, and they're mean, both humanoid males, so it doesn't really. Doesn't well, Indy is a human. Yeah, but we don't know what Han is, so <laughs> no. that's why it's a humanoid. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a humanoid. It's never established that the characters in Star Wars are humans, is it? No, really? it's kind of a, it's just kind of a given, isn't it? That I guess Jedi's can't be because of midi-chlorians and stuff yeah maybe but let's forget about that because that's no, the, the rubbish ones yeah but humans don't have midi but then humans don't have lightsabers so exactly. I mean, yeah okay yeah so well, I guess somebody's got to be working on it please see I don't know if I trust myself with a lightsaber oh I wouldn't I'd lose, I'd lose a toe yeah. within a like, second like with an actual sword because it's tangible you kind of you would feel that coming that sort you you know there's an actual hard physical presence that you're fucking around with yeah. and you're about to get a bit close to an arm and lop it off. Yeah. With a lightsaber you get the impression it's just kinda of swooshy. Well yeah. So you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was coming. Maybe you could feel the heat, I don't know. Maybe, but by the time you get close enough to feel that, yeah. You've kinda of lost all your fingers. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't trust myself. Oh god, no, I I I'd 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 be swinging it around and chop a leg off within about five seconds. Yeah, definitely. Probably my own. Well, you'd be using it for everything. You'd be like cutting fucking cucumbers and stuff with it, just fucking doing your yeah. dinner. Well, I think they did it in Family Guy, didn't they? That um, Luke was doing laser eye surgery on somebody, and he was you know, he was very intricate with his hands. And then Obi Wan tells him to use the force. So he levitates the lightsaber and plunges it through this person's brain. <laughs> Why did I go to cucumbers? I don't of know. all the things I could cut <laughs> with a lightsaber, 
I don't even fucking like cucumber. I don't eat cucumber. It's just water. Why the fuck did I say cucumber? I don't know if it's there now unless you want to edit it out. No, it's fine. <laughs> just seems like a random place to go with it. Yeah. Uh, okay, where were we? So we're talking about environment and how Han needs to yeah, yeah, block yeah. the um the whip or he needs to get it off him really. He does need to get it off him. I mean Han's best option at this point really you've got to factor is to leg it to the falcon yeah one because he can seal himself in and two because then he can take to the sky and start yeah also he's got laser death yeah exactly so he doesn't even have to take it need, don't you need two people though because the falcon you've got a pilot and you've got a gunner haven't you but he doesn't need to fly he can leave it in park uh, and, and just go sit in the turret and stuff yeah but it. we've seen Indy deal with that kind of shit with um, with World War 2 planes and stuff in Last Crusade where it's just parked and going round and he's dodging the rotors and stuff and the guns are going and all sorts yeah, of things yeah that's true and that didn't end well for anyone except Indy no <laughs> everybody never got does. chopped the fuck up yeah um so I don't think he'd be again. I think he would quite easily be able to roll out of the way of any lasers, and then he'd probably mount the Millennium Falcon somehow. Yeah, like right in the tank, isn't it? Yeah, he then has to find his way in though, because it's not like it's got a hatch like a tank that you could just pop no, it up it's and pop a grenade in. It's got it? a hydraulic door, yeah, and we do know that his ankle is weak to hydraulic doors, <laughs> <laughs> or at least Ford's is. So yeah, no, I, th- I think. I mean, at which point, I guess, if he's on top of the Falcon, if he did then, if Han then didn't bother shooting and just went and took off, yeah, that's kind then of a he'd asphyxiate Indiana Jones. <laughs> Provided so, he could hold on, because obviously it's, it's flying a lot faster than a plane or anything like that. It's, oh, you'd be able to hold on, because even if he rolled off, the whip's just going to come into play in there. But kind of a dick move, though. But he's kind of a dick, that's what we said at the start. <laughs> he wouldn't be bothered about that, I don't think. No, that's true. But I don't. I think certainly in that in that instance, granted it's a fight to the death, but I think Chewie would stop him just because it because it's such a dick move, and Chewie was always kind of his his compass, wasn't he? He's kind of his centre. Chewie's not here though. Well, presumably he's in the Falcon. He left him in the car with the window rolled down. <laughs> yeah, he's just there chilling out playing some chess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think as as we've said, a, a straight fist fight it's going to go one way because you, we never see him throw a punch. Doesn't mean to say he can't. No, but he's more inclined to try anything not to. Yeah, I would agree. Whereas Indy will just wade in there with that yeah. big old double-fisted roundhouse he's got. Yeah. Clock him on the chin and knock him out cold. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can imagine Han sort of throwing, throwing a punch that sort of bounces off and he hurts his own hand rather than... Yeah, he would have a very limp-wristed punch, yeah. wouldn't he? Let's be honest no, he's, about he's, all, he's all about the guns and the smuggling yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. He doesn't want, to get in, no, doesn't want to get into things. No, Indy's definitely more manly. Yeah. Definitely. He wears a fedora, of course he does. Yeah. I, I mean, he is basically a damaged sponge in a fist fight as well. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Indiana Jones in a fist fight where he doesn't get absolutely beaten to fuck first. Yeah. He's not afraid to take a punch. Yeah. And I think the, his, his biggest strength is that he, he knows his environment, so wherever he is, like in, again, in Last Crusade, when he's on top of the tank fighting the guy, yeah. he's very aware of the fact of how close they get into the rocks. Yeah. And there's the outcrop, yeah. whereas the other guy doesn't see it. And I think that's his, one of his best strengths in this sort of fight is that he knows what's around him, so he'll use it to his advantage. Yeah, I mean, again, I said earlier that neither of them were particularly agile. I think that was probably the wrong choice of words. What I should have said was was skilled in a particular martial art, because the more you think about it, Indy, especially for his dad, because he's quite stacked, Yeah. but he is a very agile 
guy in terms of, yeah, he'll see the outcrop come in and get out of the way, and yeah, he'll roll out of the way of the lasers that the Falcon's yeah. firing and roll under doors and swing across chasms. and Yeah. So he's definitely got that going for him. Yeah. I think that's that's where we go next with this, is if the Falcon's taking off, it would be... He, he'd have enough presence to think, right, I need to get the fuck off this boat. Yeah. So he'd be off, and at which point you're then looking at... Well, you can't do any kind of bombing run or raining down lasers with a Falcon because of the two men involved. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong about this, but I know definitely when you see it in the films, there is a definite gunner's seat. Now, that's not to say there aren't guns attached to any yeah, controls yeah, in the cockpit. Yeah, it's in the, in the original one. I think Luke goes up and Han goes down and there. There's yeah. one, one above the other, one on top of the Falcon, one, yeah. one below. There so is a definite gunner's seat. Yeah. Now, whether, whether it's, it's not, got a, it's not front, a fighter ship, is it? No. no. It's, a, it's a smuggling ship. So. Yeah, it's sort of like a blockade running kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're um, there for defence rather than, uh, yeah. than attack. So at this point, all you can do is just fly around yeah, and possibly try to mow Indy down, I guess. Yeah, but I think you've got to get so bloody close to the ground. I don't know if with a ship that size, I don't know if you'd be able to pull it off. Not at that kind of speed either, although it is quite flat. Yeah, but the manoeuvrability you'd need in order to pull up just before hitting the deck. Yeah, you get guess, the impression yeah. it's not that manoeuvrable compared to other ships, and given what it would need to do. Yeah, I mean, plus, let's be fair, if he sees it coming in, he'll just hide in a fridge. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never find him. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, I've, I've got to say, a lot of people had a lot of problems with um, Indy 4. The main one being having aliens and it was too far-fetched because the Ark of the fucking Covenant wasn't there. Oh, yeah, give it a fucking rest, yeah. dude. I mean... I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I quite enjoyed it. For what it was, I thought, you know what, it's an Indiana Jones film, it's yeah. fun. We've had three films of Nazis, or two films of Nazis, and you know, let's, let's do something different. So, yeah, we'll have Russians and we'll have some aliens. I have no problem with it. It's definitely the worst Indiana Jones film. Yeah. But it's still an Indiana Jones film, exactly. and that automatically makes it better than 90% of the other adventure films out there. Exactly. Mummy and Pirates of the Caribbean included. It's better because it's got Indiana Jones in it. Yeah. Simple. That's it, and I, th- I think that was that was a big thing for me, like, and people panned it, and I, I remember at the time thinking, well, what do you expect? You know, it's, yeah. It, yeah, okay, it's, it's far-fetched because it's got aliens in it, but it's Indiana fucking Jones. Yeah, like you said, like as if the Ark of the Covenant and Temple of Doom weren't far fetched yeah. enough. And then there's the fucking Holy Grail, which for Christ's sake. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah, well, yeah. But we're talking immortality at that yeah. point. Like, so, so well, I mean, aliens are far fetched? I don't yeah. think so. That was it, and that was. I got really pissed off. So I had a conversation with somebody, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's ruined the franchise. And I think, no, it hasn't. It's just, it's, just, it's just extended it beyond a film that came out 12, 15 years right. before it. The simple fact is, like, like, we've said it this morning as well. For the purpose of this podcast, we're talking about Star Wars episodes 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. Reason being, neither of us particularly like the original trilogy. I don't hate them as much no, as most people. people. Yeah. I, I don't hate them as much as most people, to be fair. But as far as that franchise goes, I treat them as a completely separate entity. They don't ruin Star Wars for me. No. I just, just don't just, really think of them as Star Wars. You can kind of just they're ignore not, them. Yeah, they're not my Star Wars. No. Now, to an entire generation born probably in the last 10 to 15 years, that is Star Wars to them. Yeah. So I think anybody under the age of sort of 20, because when was found in May? It's 99? Something like that probably, yeah. So for people born round about 95 onwards, their Star Wars was episode 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and they exactly. have a really hard time reconciling why 1, 2, and 3 were made after 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. But they watch it as a linear narrative. They watch from, you know, fucking whatever his name was, little 
kid who played Anakin grow up into you know, the, uh, the Green Cross Code Man. Yeah. And they watch it from start to finish, yeah. as opposed to our generation who watch it four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah. Because that's the way they that's came the out. That's the way it goes, yeah. So, I mean, that they don't ruin Star Wars for no. me. And, it, and in the same way, um, the, the last indie film doesn't ruin the others for me. I'll just, if I want to watch an Indiana Jones film, it's not the one I'll take off the shelf. No. I mean, not, not nine times out of ten, I'll probably say I'll start with, I'll start with uh, Raiders and go from there. And if I, if I get through the four of them, great. If I don't... Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest about it. If you're going to watch an indie film, you watch Raiders. Because yeah. like, they're all good films. Yeah, but that's the best but, one. But head and shoulders above yeah. the rest as well. There's, like The others don't even come close to matching Raiders. No. Nowhere near it. And then... By the time you get to even Last Crusade, which a lot of people, our generation, just because of the time it came out, would probably cite as their favourite, but it's probably actually the weakest of those original three. Uh, yeah, apart from the fact that James Bond in it, which always helps. It's James Bond in it. Oh, Sean Connery's in it, right, sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that... For some reason I went Daniel Craig then. I said, what the <laughs> fuck is Daniel Craig in? It'd be like yeah. four. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that helped it. I think it needed something like that because... It, there'd been a fairly sizable gap between Temple of Doom and Last Crusade, and it was, it was quite a few years, but I think maybe yeah, six or seven years, I think. Yeah, easily that. So, yeah. I mean, I think just having another same adventure, I think, would have been a bit much after that time, but introducing a personal aspect to it hmm. and revealing a lot more about the character than they had before, I think, was a very good move. Oh, it's like I said, they're all good films. It's just the there is a definite drop in quality all the way. Through the front, as happens with any franchise, it's just even at its lowest point, which is for it's still head and shoulders. Yeah, above most anything else. I mean, having said, Temple of Doom is a bit of an odd one. It is a very, very good film, but it doesn't ever really feel like an Indiana Jones. No, it kind of doesn't too, fit. No. It, it kind of feels like it was an adventure film that was adapted. Yeah, and then went, oh, we've got this new franchise starting over here. Yeah, oh, we've, 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 got, we've got um, Harrison Ford under contract. Oh, oh, for this, mm. can we can we make it fit there? I mean, there's even that whole sort of opening 20-odd minutes just feels like James Bond. It doesn't feel yeah. like Indiana Jones at all. Hmm. But anyway, we, we, we are digressing now, aren't we? Uh, where were we? Uh, Indies on the ground. Hiding in the fridge. Partial. Yeah, hiding in the fridge. That's right. So at this point, Solo's got to find him, basically. Yeah. If he looks for the big white box on the floor, he might have a chance. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the Falcon's got scanning equipment and shit as well, so he's going to realise he's in the fridge. Hmm. So he's now either got to park and shoot the fridge but the fridge is like nuclear bomb proof so there's no way that a laser's getting through it no so he's got a... I think that was one of the the, 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 the criticisms of it being far-fetched you could hide in the fridge but I think from what they were saying is because the well, blast they were lead-lined they, the they were lead-lined and they were, they were vacuum-sealed well, yeah. as soon as you shut the door it's a vacuum-sealed so nothing goes in and out and um, if the blast didn't do the damage which it didn't because of the distance from it yeah. then that's how it was possible so I'm told, but again, it's it's funny. It's part you know, it's part of Ark of the fucking Covenant. Exactly, and we're worried about a fridge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was one of the things that people went, oh yeah, well that would never happen. You couldn't do that. I said, well, fuck off. It's, um, it's the whole point is suspension of disbelief. You know, it happens yeah. in film. Again, we're talking about in spaceships and Wookies and no, Jedi, and we're worried about we're worried about a fridge. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, there were lots of lots of bitching and moaning and stuff like that, and I just thought, oh, you know what, fuck it, it's mm. fun. So at, at this point, though, with Indy in the fridge, he is kind of, he's just outmaneuvered Han slightly. But he's kind of boxed himself in. Well, literally, oh, he's bo- he has he's, boxed he's himself, himself in, in but he's got Han back out of that ship. 
yeah. and established now that we've kind of got a stalemate situation here where as long as this as this fridge is around, if you go for your ship, I'm going for my fridge. But not only that, you think, right, well, you get out of your ship and you think, right, you, I'm, he's in the fridge, I'm going to go and get him. As soon as he opens that door, there's a fist coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think Han knows that, so he's not going to want to open the door. No. And he's not going to want to open the door to see where he is because then he's, he gives himself away. Well, I think it's, it's just a kind of cautious opening of the door, isn't it? He's going to have to stand... So if the door stand, opens towards yeah, him... Yeah, he's going to have to stand behind it and, and he's going to leave, have to, so reach yeah. across and open it so yeah. that if Indy does throw a punch, he's thrown to the wrong side of the door and he can jam his hand. He could, that's exactly what I was about to say. He could open it, wait for Indy to come out and just slam it back slam down. Slam it back in his head. At which point, if he, if he catches his hands, then... I mean, it's not, Indy's still going to throw a punch with a broken hand. Yeah, that's just, the kind of guy he is. Yeah. But, but it's going to Yeah, it's going to really hurt him and have a lot less force in it. So at this point, he's kind of levelled the playing field a little bit for a fist fight. Yeah, because they both now have limp-wristed punches. Yeah. Now, depending on how nasty Han Solo is, he could even potentially just try and get Indy's head in that fridge door, and it's over. Yeah. He could just repeatedly just slam, slam his head. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, because for as much as we've said he's a, he's a roguish character, I don't think he's got that mass. That's pretty brutal, yeah. That's pretty fucking... Harsh. I don't think even Indy would go to that level on him. That is no, that that's, serial killer level. Yeah, that, that that's you know you, you do it once because it's no yeah. That is the uh, life that, or death situation. Yeah, that's that the survival is, of the fittest. Right. It's if I don't do it, I'm gonna die. Yeah, um, I don't think either of them have got that in them to just sort of hold somebody in and slam the door repeatedly. No, so he's not gonna. He can't just trap him in the fridge. So he's gonna have to let him out. He's got to kill him eventually. Hmm. Okay, so. Once he's damaged his hands, I guess he needs to back off and let Indy out of that fridge. Because the only other move he's got, he can either trap him in the fridge mm. or use the fridge to decapitate him. And he's not going to do either of those. No. And so he now has to let Indy out and they're going to have to yeah. square off against each other. That's it, because the only other move, if he can move the fridge, is sticking it in the back of the Falcon, flying up into space and just popping him out of the airlock. Well, but I again, did... I don't think he's got that in him. I, I did sort of think maybe if the Falcon had some sort of toll cable... He could attach it to the fridge and just mm. drag it, basically. I mean, it wouldn't necessarily even have to pop him out of the airlock, just drag it to a sufficient height and, and drop him. Let it go, yeah. Drop him into the sea, even. Yeah, you have enough air to keep him going for a bit. The fridge is just going to sink. And, and then pressure will crush it. Yeah. But, yeah, again, I don't think he's got... I mean, I think he'd have the invention, but I don't think the character is so, so sufficiently brutal to think, I know, that's a very definite act. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a fight to the death, so it, he has to cross that bridge. Yeah, we have to allow I, both of them to kill yeah, the other. That's true, but I don't, I don't think it would be in such a way that it's such a premeditated, such a thought-out move. I think it would be more guttural, more, mm. um, I'll punch you that hard, you bang your head on something. Yeah, and it's, it's more a question, really, of whether the Falcon has some kind of toll cable. You'd assume that it does, but I don't, I don't think we've ever seen it do that. No, I yeah. I mean, and let's be fair, it breaks down quite a lot, so has it really got the capacity to be towing things? Only a fridge. Only yeah. that heavy. It's a fucking lead-lined fridge with a fully grown person inside. It's quite heavy. This is true, but it is a big fucking spaceship. And, and, and you've know, lost the Wookiee, so there's some fair yeah. weight there. But I thought Chewie was on the ship. This is true, yeah. So he's still got Chewie on, the, still ship Chewie on well. the ship as well. yeah. So yeah, I don't think that's an option then, because as I say, if it does break down that often, I don't think it'll take the... Uh... Okay, so it's going to come down then to Indy with a broken hand. He's still got his whip, mind. 
But, yeah, but again, if his hand is broke, he's not going to be able to get the yeah, same power behind the, it. If he's, yeah, if he's broken his hand, he hasn't got the flexibility in his wrist, has he? So that's kind of gone. Yeah, well, even if he's got the flexibility in the wrist, the, just the shock on the hand where it whips, because I think I'm right in saying where you hear a whip cracking, that's the tip of it breaking the sound barrier. So you've got to yeah. have a fair bit of force in order to make Do that, that crack. Yeah. And all that force is going to come down the whip and into the hand and vibrate the hand. If the hand is broken anyway, that's going yeah, to sting like a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. So we're down to broken-handed Indy and limp-wristed, limp-wristed Cyril, basically. Yeah. Um, are there any snakes anywhere? Because this could make a difference. That could make a difference. But I guess into, that is kind of the move you'd expect from Han Solo. Yeah, it's, it's more to just know this is coming and so have a shipment of snakes on the Falcon. Yeah. I mean, the, it's the, the sort of movie you can see is him sort of whipping some, some sand up into his eyes and then throwing a snake at him. Yeah. And then running like fuck. Yeah, that is more the kind of thing you could see him doing. Like, if he knows this fight is coming, he would definitely have got his hands on, like, a box of vipers or something. Yeah. He would just rubber ones. Yeah. Just, like, that's the kind of shit he would do. Yeah, just yeah. plastic ones to distract him. Yeah. I mean, never really, I guess... Although we know Indy's scared of snakes, they never he's never like incapacitated with fear. No, he, he kind of has a moment, doesn't he? Like I think I can't remember which one it was. He was he was flying um a biplane, wasn't he? And there was yeah. one in the one in the cockpit and he kind of fr- sort of froze for a second and then he sort of grabbed he it. He just gets it. on with it, yeah. Because I think it's just like, Oh fuck, I don't like these things, uh I'll box to it. And he just gets on with it because he knows that if he doesn't he's gonna die. Yeah, I mean it's the same in Raiders when he's surrounded by him, he doesn't like the situation he's in. Yeah, but he deals with it. Yeah, but he deals with it because that's Indiana Jones. Yeah. He will deal with the situation. But he is certainly gonna throw him. Like if Han's whipping snakes around. Yeah. It might he could potentially form some form of serpent barrier. Essentially, well, you sort of stand in the middle, in the middle, and put a ring of snakes around it. Yeah, or just like throw enough snakes so that the distance between Indy and Han is it's full of snakes. Yeah, so Indy Being can't get to a couple of feet. He's just no, he's got to go past them every time. Yeah, at which point, yeah, just wrap them around his wrist. Yeah, yeah, to wave it at him. Do a snake punch. Yeah, <laughs> um, at which point he's basically bought himself enough time to do whatever he needs to do. He could now run back to the Falcon getting the gunner's position and start blasting and start blasting now Indy's mobility is going to be reduced because he's not going to want to roll toward a snake no and don't forget he's going to be in quite a lot of pain he's going to be in quite a lot of pain and if the snakes are between him and the fridge yeah then he ain't going back in the fridge then he ain't going back in the fridge no better still if Solo has filled the fridge with snakes yeah most people fill them with beer yeah so now it comes down to whether Indy is man enough to traverse the line of snakes. Yeah. Which I think... He, Which he is. We've already yeah, established he would. I think he'd get... He'd, when it he'd came think to about it, it, he'd shake it off and he'd go, oh, you know what, fuck it, I, I'm going to die, so I'm, no, I might as well just no, face my fear and think, well, fuck it, if the snake gets me, then I don't get killed by big blaster gunship. Yeah. So at which point, he's going to have to run toward the Falcon, basically. And towards the gun turret. Yeah. Dodging the hot laser death that's being spewed at him. Yeah. However, I think he could do it, and I think he would likely then grab hold of the turret and yeah. probably mount it. Yeah, I mean, the thing, I think the thing with the turret is that where it is, if you're, you're on a planet where there's gravity and all the rest of it, its movement is going to be slower than when it's in space because yeah. it's not being inhibited, there's no friction or anything like that. No. And you see um, in uh, Star Wars where they're 
where him where Han and Luke are uh, taking on the TIE fighters and they are swinging about and all the rest of it you're not going to be able to do that as quickly on a planet where there's gravity because there's going to be more holding the gun down so it's going to be even if it's a, a fraction of a second it's going to be the mobility is going to be slower so if he can get if he can get if he can weave across or he can he can get under or mm. get under the blast he's got a chance of getting past it because by the time Han adjusts for where he is he's in the next place yeah and I think I think he could do that as I say we've seen him do it with planes and stuff yeah it's no different. It's bullet. It's lasers versus bullets, but the principle is the same. Yeah, the principle's the same. Thing. Are you dead? Yeah. Now, I mean, if he can do that, he's then got two options. He can either block the turret so that it explodes. Yeah. But I don't know what he's got to block it with at this well, there's point. A, there's normally a well-placed rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there probably would be. Rock. Well, considering if if Han is blasting away, then it's going to be causing damage to the ground. Yeah. So it's going to be blown. And that seems like an indie move. I, I was going to say it's either that or, he, or he's more likely to, to mount the turret mount it, itself right. because it's a glass-fronted turret. Yeah. Um, much like he would do with the cockpit of a plane, which we've seen him do plenty of times, yeah. and then but, just boot his way through the glass to get yeah. the hand. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be conventional glass because of the space and the pressure and everything. But it's, it's going to be some form of plexiglass. But it's still going to be... going to give way. It's going to be some form of, say, clear, clear substance that he can kick through. It's bound to be kicked through because what if you had to escape? Yeah. It's going to be kicked through glass. The same yeah. as a plane's cockpit, is it will. Yeah. So, know? I mean, I think for me, I think it would be more the jammer rock in the. I think uh, it would be as well. That's definitely the more indie move. Yeah. Um, At which point, it, it, it's not going to backfire, it's just going to blow up. It's just going to blow up, yeah. I mean, Han's still going to be very much alive inside the ship. Yeah, but that's really good. That's going to. But he now doesn't have his laser turrets anymore, so he has no gun, no laser turret. And presumably, because of the proximity to it, that, that blowing up is going to do some damage. Oh, yeah, it's going to knock him back. Yeah. Definitely. It, Probably break an ankle or something. Or yeah, <laughs> but I mean to a point where I think he, because I'm already thinking it was quite, it was a, a high back seat with a headrest. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere when that explodes. He's being shoved back into that chair. Yeah. So that the percussion on it on its own is going to make a hell, of a, a hell of a lot of damage to him. Yeah. To a point where I think he's just going to be kind of sort of stuck in the seat, kind of you know, out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. It probably would actually daze him. So so, so now if Indy can get inside the Falcon. Which, if you just blown the blown the front off the turret. Well, it's like we say, you climb the turret, kick the glass through. But if, it, if the turret explodes, then it's going to... It's going to have a hole there anyway. It's going to have a hole anyway. So he's kind of... Han's just a sitting duck at this point. Yeah. We're not allowing Chewie into the fight. Not allowing Chewie into the fight. So Indy's just got to finish him. But ah. it's going to be pretty cold-blooded. It's going to be pretty cold-blooded, but again, it's at that point, it's kill or be killed. He's just shooting a fucking spaceship at you. Yeah. So and, like I said, Indy's the, the classic hero, but he is more manly... I think, I think and it's, I think if you know when his life's on the line well that's it I and mean, we've seen it a lot of times now. He, he does have that sort of you know, that conscience that moral centre but when it comes down to it and it's we've seen him shoot a guy in cold blood yeah <laughs> so. it, when it comes to it I think the only question here is how does he do it because if you know oh he just he does literally he, walk up to him put a gun to his head and pull the trigger I think I don't think he'd do anything fancy yeah. I yeah, mean so. he, he wouldn't He's not going to be able to strangle him. He wouldn't waste the effort. Yeah, he's not going to be able to strangle him because A, no. okay, because his hand and B, because of where everything is. So it's yeah, it's got to be something that he get. You know, he stows his head in with a you know one one thing of a rock. Or I don't just, think he'd even do that. He wouldn't waste the effort. He would get a gun just like he does in Raiders. Mm. He get a gun and he just, just plug him. Yeah, because he at, at this point he's in pain. He wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, because he doesn't give a fuck at the best of times about anything. Well, that's so, it. Like, 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 you look at some of the fights he has. The, the people he's fighting with, he doesn't care about. There's no life no. isn't important. No, because they're trying to kill him, yeah. and generally on the, they're on the other side and they're they're fighting again. Now they're they're trying to oppose him doing what he's doing, or they're trying to do something he's trying to stop. They're in his way, basically. so he doesn't give a fuck anyway. No, so he, yeah, he literally walk up, plug him, and walk away, and walk away. 
So Indiana Jones wins. Yeah, so in the Battle of the Fords, uh, the, the sliding door wins. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, in the Battle of the Fords, um, Indiana Jones wins quite... I, th- I, I think it was close. I think it's close. I think he was kind of expected, though, just because he's more of a fighter. I always knew Indy would win. Yeah, I, I kind of expected it because he's more of a fighter and Han is more of a, a runner. There are very few people, I think, you could put against Indy. Certainly if I'm in the room. <laughs> and I can argue because Indiana Jones is, again, like we, we said this a couple of weeks ago, there are, there are a few cinematic heroes that are untouchable for me and Indy is one of them. Like it would take Batman to be in me for me, yeah. I think. Well, I think we've got the uh, the sequel lined up where uh, Chewie's out for revenge. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah no, Chewie really... in short run, that's a quick <laughs> fight. <laughs> short run's a fucking Scooby snack to Chewie. Either he's a football, he's like booting him around the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in the Battle of Han Solo and Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones wins. Um, for anybody who wants to dispute that, I'm sure there'll be somebody who thinks we're wrong, that normally is. Um, Hit us up on Twitter or go to our website, whowinspodcast.com. Contact us through there. Uh, But until next time, see you later. See you later.